We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. This week, on a special episode of the Garage Beers Podcast, we are joined by the on-field reporter for the Cleveland Indians from Fox 8, from Sports Time Ohio, from everywhere. You've seen him everywhere. Andre Knott, the one and only, is going to join us. We're going to talk baseball. Uh, it's it's going to be a great conversation. We're really excited to break down the Indian season coming up in just a couple of weeks. All that, plus our Garage Beers of the Week. It's a special episode, episode 56, coming up. So come on up the driveway, pull out your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. Hey, welcome on in, everybody, to episode 56. If you're listening, it's a special episode dropping on this Monday, episode 56 of the Garage Beers podcast, brought to you proudly on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I am Michael Keefe, your host. Find me at Garage Beers Mike, and go find the show at The Garage Beers on Twitter, on Instagram. Find us on Facebook, on TikTok, and I'm gonna let I'm gonna let him introduce it later, but we got more ways to get to our podcast now, Twitch and YouTube. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna introduce that in a bit. But joining me, my two co-hosts on the east side of Cleveland, Chad Meyer at Garage Beers. Chad, what's going on, Chad? Hi guys, just really stoked for this. I mean, I, I'm not even gonna. <laughs> you didn't even hi. Oh hi hi hi. Yeah, we got we got some awesome Indians talk coming on, man. We're we've we've spent a lot of this offseason talking some hard truths about the Cleveland Indians, but now it's time to get ready for the 2021 season and what a better way to do it than this episode. Uh so Chad's over there chilling on the east side down in Nashville, Tennessee. Joey Whalen, what's up, Joe? Oh my gosh, we're going to we're going to have the podcast on more socials. Tell us about it. We're going on YouTube. We're going to be what? posting yeah, crazy. We're going to be posting the video from our interviews, not full episodes, interviews on our YouTube channel. They're going to be streaming on Twitch. It's going to be sweet. If you don't know how to do that, uh, please contact your grandchildren and they will help you uh, log into there. <laughs> yes. uh, and hopefully they will remember your password. Woo! Yeah, really exciting. Uh, not that anybody needs to see our faces, but it's going to be fun to have our interviews on Twitch and on YouTube. We'll be doing that uh, starting with this episode. And listen, 
Uh, we're going to get through this pretty quick because we want to get to our special guest. It's going to be an amazing, amazing time. But obviously, this is still an episode of the Garage Beers podcast, and it wouldn't be complete without the Garage Beers of the Week. So, Joe, down in Nashville, we're going to kick it off with you. Your Garage Beer of the Week this week. What do you got? Bada bing. Um, I'm going to repeat. I think I've had this on before. Ever Clever? I think I called it Ever Cleaver before, which would be ironic <laughs> right. because it's <laughs> Ever Clever. Beaver Cleaver. Uh, so I'm obviously not clever enough for the title of this beer. It's a Bearded Iris. Um, fantastic beer. If you come down to Nashville, Bearded, Bearded Iris is one of the best breweries you can visit while you're in town here. Uh, phenomenal beer. Uh, highly recommend. All right. Bearded Iris making another appearance on the Garage Beers podcast. Back to back weeks for me. Yeah, back to back weeks. Uh, I've got a couple of them in my fridge that are waiting for episodes too. So they might be back next week. Uh, Chad, what do you got for your Garage Beer of the Week? Guys, it's our first time to Goose Beer, Goose Island Beer Company, uh, doing the summertime German style Kolsch. It is very delicious. It is delicioso. Really delicioso. Oh, all right. So, yeah, we haven't had Goose Island on here before. So, good call. And a nice little summertime beer. The sun was shining. We're recording this on Saturday. Beautiful day out today. The sun was shining. And it was great. So, that leaves it to me. And, guys, something's happened to me. Happened. It's our, um, uh, our episode on sours, and I don't know what it is, but uh, I have decided, I've decided to jump into another sour. Uh, this is another one I found at the grocery store from Humble Forager, I think is the brewery. Humble Forager? Okay. And what's that? Uh, I just said, okay. I'm just like, I'm suspicious. It's just another sour, and that, what's changed? So what, what, what's going on here? This one's called Coastal Sunshine Fruited Smoothie Sour. It's with okay. peach, orange, and mango. This is a place out of Wanaki, Wisconsin. Coastal beer. It's freaking great again. It's like a damn smoothie. I figured it out. There's two different kinds of sour beers. There's like the sour beers that kind of look like a Bud Light when you pour them into a glass. Yeah. Those suck. I hate those. Those are not my gem. But then there's these ones. I'll post a picture. When you put it in the bottom of the cup, it's like pouring a frosty out of a cup into another cup. It's this big smoothie like beer, and it's delicious. So Coastal Sunshine, incredible sour beer. I know you guys are surprised by that, but all right, guys, those are our garage beers of the week. As always, share your garage beers of the week with us, even though it's a special episode, special episode garage beers of the week. Share them with us on our socials, and we'll be sure to feature them. And if you have any suggestions for us, let us know. Uh, but that's going to do it for our garage beers of the week. Uh, guys, cheers to you. Cheers to the listeners. And now it's time. Let's get into some Cleveland Indians baseball talk uh, with the one and only Andre Knott. All right, and now we are really excited to be joined by uh, just a guy that you see all over the local airwaves talking sports, whether it's uh, uh, joining some radio spots, whether it's on TV with, uh, with, with certain stations around town. I don't know if you're still with Fox. Are you still with Fox 8? Yeah, I think they pay me still. Okay, I'm just making – I was like, oh, God, I don't want to say that <laughs> no, he's not I appreciate it. I, you with, can say, Mike, you can say I'm with anybody because I'll go on there <laughs> if they pay me. <laughs> I'm killing this yeah, intro so I, far. 
As long as the check's good, yeah. yeah. You can hire me. Go ahead. Killing the intro. I'll give out the intro. The intro. Don't make the here. I'll give you a rule. Don't make the intros too hard. You see this jackass's face all over the place. You hear him all over the place. He's one of the luckiest bastards in all of Northeast Ohio. He appreciates um, all the things that have happened to him. Uh, I'm one of you guys, and I'm glad to be here on the podcast. There you Andre, go. not everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Hey, Andre, we've got a couple other special guests coming up. Can you come intro them for us? Absolutely. <laughs> like, this man, bastard. Yeah. <laughs> See, you don't feel comfortable saying it, but I do because I know. And like sometimes, like some of the rules that I've learned throughout, like, um, and reporting and all the stuff they tell you, a lot of it is hogwash that people have never done before. And, and it's like, in reality, one of the hardest things I have, Mike, it's the same thing. Like I'll be sitting here, like like I'm getting ready, like in the next 24 hours or whatever. And I just talked to my producer about this. I'm like I'm I'm in obviously I'm in Arizona to do games on TV, but we're trying to piece together and do a bunch of interviews um, that we haven't been able to do over a year because of the pandemic. So I'm teared up. I'm like I'm gonna be if fingers crossed. There I've passed all my tests so far, but if I pass, I'll be tier two. That means Ooh. I'll actually be able to be in the same room as somebody and not be on freaking <laughs> Zoom. Yeah. So that's a big deal. Ooh, it's huge. Like, <laughs> I even like, that's what they pay me for. It's like, I get to do my job. Holy <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> but in saying that, I'm sitting around a room by myself all day and on, off and on on calls. And I was talking to my producer and I was like, man, I just want to sit down and have a conversation with Shane Bieber. And he's like, Dre. He goes, that's what you do. And he and I go, but I'm already like writing down notes. Like I can show I'm writing down notes of how to start stuff. And he's like, don't be who you aren't. Just start talking to guys like you always do. He goes, they're gonna be just as excited to talk to you as you are to talk to them because it won't be on Zoom. So oh. I guess what I'm getting at, don't ever make and, and it's true because I do it myself. Don't make the intro too hard. The people will figure it out. <laughs> if the thing, if people think I'm an asshole and don't like me, you can give the best thing ever, and they'd still be like, he's a dick. <laughs> that's right it's fair that's fair yeah well i'd like to try to give somebody something good but you know what you did better than i ever could so it, it is much appreciated if you didn't catch on at this point uh on field reporter for the cleveland indians andre not that's the main reason he is here with us as we are just a couple weeks away really from the indian season kicking off uh and a lot of developments a lot of stuff going on and frankly uh, through the spring training and, 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 you know, I think everybody gets that COVID brain, Andre, where it's like hard to kind of keep track outside of the one humongous move that the Indians made this off season. It really is kind of hard to keep track of everything with everything else going on. So we're going to talk a lot about that, but here's where I want to start. Uh, uh, here in Cleveland, it was a, it was a hard week. Uh, yeah. as, as yeah. we lost a legend, uh, we lost a guy that was on this podcast three weeks ago. Are you serious? Uh, Joe Tate yeah, was on with is... us three weeks ago, and it's incredible what happened in that time. And obviously, since then, we've kind of found out that he probably knew at that time that this was happening, but he certainly didn't let on with us. You had a really cool uh, – a couple things that I saw. I was watching the Cavs game last night. We're recording this on a Saturday. I was watching the Cavs game last night, and they were doing a, a tribute. And uh, they're showing Joe Tate – I think it was on Joe Tate Appreciation Night. Yeah, yeah. And they're showing Joe, and I'm looking in the background – yeah. And right behind Joe Tate with his camera, mm -hmm. there's Andre Knott <laughs> taking some pictures. Uh, you had a really nice post that you put on Twitter uh, that you used to emulate Joe's voice growing up. And, and, and yeah. he, was, he was somebody that uh, taught you a lot about the business. What did you learn from Joe? And, and how did he help you with your development? 
Um, man, I would have been such a jack off when I started this podcast. But I know the first thing you're asking about is Joe Tate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we like to keep um, you on your toes. Yeah, you did a good job right there. Um, you know, it's I want to say this the right way and I don't want to be too wordy with it. Um, as I said in the very beginning, I'm, I'm a Northeast Ohio kid who literally had a lot of the same dreams as most of us have when it comes to sports in Cleveland and, and Northeast Ohio and our teams. And, um, you know, I took a job with the Cavs probably 18 years ago, 19 years ago as a game operations guy. Um, I took it because I got it. Um, and and, and if, if you guys have heard this part of the story or whatever, I, I apologize. I wanted to always do play by play. I always wanted, you know, I grew up in, in Akron and I listened to Joe Tate. I listened to Jim Donovan. Um, I listened to, I mean, you name the names, Bruce Drennan. Um, and, I've, and the crazy thing is I've worked with all these guys, Tom Hamilton. Um, you couldn't write a better script. Like, I, like, I mean, my story, I couldn't, I couldn't, like if you would have told me 20 years ago, and there's another part of this part of the story, but I'm not allowed to let out the bag. Um, John Tellich was one of my favorite people growing up. I've worked with him. I, and this is not bragging in any sort of way at all. I am the luckiest son of a bitch of all time because I have worked or all those guys' names that I've mentioned are in my phone. And not only have I worked with them, they've become friends. They've become sounding boards. Matt Underwood is one of my, like, Matt Underwood and I randomly met, like, 16, 17 years ago when I was right out of school at a bar, which is very fitting for our relationship because we love we love having a beer together. Um, and literally, I went up to him. I was like, man, I just want to be successful in this business. Help me. And Matt gave me some advice that was that still plays to this day. And now Matt's one of my best friends, um, you know, like and like and now he was still, like a year ago at this time, almost dead on. My dad was here in Arizona that like, we had a house that we like Matt rented out a house. I had a house with my dad, my family. My dad and we went, we, his dad was in town. We all cooked out and ate out. And we were all, we like had so many bottles of wine and, and like had tears in our eyes, hanging out with our dads and each other and, and the group of guys that we do games with. It was one of the, we call it the last meal. Like amongst ourselves, it's like the it was the last dinner because COVID took over, but the meal was, oh, and, and I'm going to tell, and I'm going to get to the Joe Tate part of this, but I just got to tell you guys, um, and I won't tell the full story, but it became like a mafia movie sitting around a table. Nobody killed anybody. No strip, no money was. We had a big table, like the best meal, big steaks and, and bottles of wine. And we're sitting there with our dads telling war stories. Like we're falling out of chairs. Like it was the best night ever. And it was like being with family. And um, I say all that because I don't get here where I'm at without Joe Tate. Um, first of all, I did emulate him. Um, if you haven't, if you haven't been in your backyard and said "wham" with a right hand, oh yeah, or "elo" for the, you know, <laughs> like, like, no, that's me. So, um, um, so Joe, so I was in the business already. I was working at Canar part time. I was still delivering pizza for Giannino's Pizza in the Valley. If I went out there, my ass would still be broke. My wife still thinks of me. She called me the pizza boy. So I get no respect oh, in the crib, man. I called Giannino's one time. I was like, I used to work there. She told me to hang up. They're going to spit on your pizza. I was like, damn. I'm just, that's my pizza place. Anyway, anyway, so Joe Fritchen, I have to say his name. He was an engineer for the Cavaliers broadcast team. But he also, but he was also working. He was in a band, had long hair. Um, he was also – he engineered for Joe Tate. But he also worked at the Q. He still works at the Q at this point in time. So he told me, Dre, there's just going to be this game ops op game operations job coming up with the Cavs. It's like the year 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 before LeBron was coming, and we knew, and they were kind of trying to bulk up 
all the in-game stuff, you know, to look like everyone else. By the way, something Joe Tate despised. So yeah. Joe, so Joe Fritchen comes to me and goes, he knew I was, you know, I was just out of school. I was broke. I was drinking any beer you left around. Um, I still might. <laughs> so Fritch, so Fritch comes to me. And then and how many you had at first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like, and it's how the business works. And I tell kids this all the time. It's not about your grade point average. You do got, to, you have to obviously, you know, you have to get through the classes. But in, in reality, for me, it was who you knew. So Fritch comes to me and goes, "Dude, this job's going to open up. Go for it. Anything they ask you, say yes. If you don't know how to do it, whatever, I will figure it out." Don't tell me, tell me twice. I go back into the fantasy building. They ask me if I ever run whatever the the, the, the machine was. I go, yeah, bald face lie. <laughs> sure have. Basically, basically walk out fighting out. I'm getting ready to be the DJ at the freaking ball at the game. I've never done this ever before in my whole life. And I call Fritch and Issy like, hey, asshole, man, you got me hitting buttons, making music during the game. You didn't tell me that. And he was like, dude, you want to? But the kicker to all of this, but all of this was that Joe Tate, I would be able to sit behind Joe Tate. And so I lied. I said anything they wanted because I wanted to sit behind Joe Tate and I wanted to know how Joe Tate did what he did because I wanted to be Joe. I wanted to do play-by-play uh, in the NBA. Heck, I want to do NBA in my backyard. And just, but, and the thing is, you find out, and I know this now because I've, I've worked with all of them, um, and they're all tremendous in their own way and preparing. Even if you think they suck – to, to get to the point to be able to do play-by-play play and do it subconsciously the way they do it, the mind is just built different. Like Jim Donovan, literally, I've been I've been walking I've been walking like in a mall with Jim Donovan, and he'll literally be like he comes across the middle, he catches it five, you know, and you're like what the, and then you like, you're like like why did Kevin Johnson drop the pass? <laughs> but in reality, his mind works, and he literally does a game like without even thinking about it. So I got the job and I got to sit behind Joe Tate and, and literally I was, you know, I was thrilled. I don't even know what they paid me. It was actually good pay. Um, so I was blown away because I got the job. I walk in the first day. I'm nervous as crap. Uh, I went in and like, and suddenly and for a guy that talks for a living, I was more afraid of hitting the wrong button, like during the national anthem or during like when the cheerleaders were cheering, like, like that was more scary than me than getting in front of like 20,000 people and saying, welcome yeah, yeah. to the queue. Like, I don't know why, yeah. especially, yeah. When yeah. especially when people would walk in there and like, you'd hit a wrong button. I'd be like, Oh shit. And, like, <laughs> Just right in the middle of the national anthem. Yeah, like, why does that guy keep cussing up there? Anyway, um, the first day, Joe Fritchin, who I, I would love, I love to death regardless, but, um, I, I say his name that much because I think we all should should always remember the people that helped us get places. Um, and Joe walks me up to Joe Tate. He says, Joe, this is Andre, really good guy. He's engineered for me a couple times on my shows for KNR. Um, he's in AM radio. He's really good on air, can do play-by-play, can do everything. Like, Fritchin gives this, like – Amazing. He was better than you, Mike. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And I hadn't done crap, so he was probably lying. <laughs> so really, your man did better. Um, and, you know, and Joe goes on and on to Joe about me. And after this, like, you know, 45 second long winded airbag of nothing about me, Joe Tate looks at me and goes, well, nice to meet you. I don't listen. I don't listen to that shit. Good luck. <laughs> Yes. Uh, and like, <laughs> put his hand up, shake, and I sit down and just, and I'm like, well, oops. Yeah, like, oops. Well, uh, uh, oh my go. God. There that goes. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
we built a relationship, man. And um, the coolest relationship, like he's like, it was real. You know, it was a real, real relationship. Now I'm telling that story. Um, you know, Joe would come in every day. Hey, Andre, how's your family? You, if you've met him, you knew, like you knew how genuine he was. Everybody in this business and everybody in this world is, aren't genuine. Um, I'm bad at remembering people's names at times. I remember faces, but I don't remember names all the time. They, they, and it's always been like this. Matter of fact, if you ever meet me with my wife, I can 95% tell you that I will say, hey, this is my wife, Jen. And she knows to reach her hand, well, pre-COVID, she knows to reach her <laughs> hand out and say, hi, I'm Andre's wife, wife, Jennifer, what's your name? Like she knows to know that even if I know your name, she knows this dumbass probably forgot. So I got to do it. <laughs> yeah. You're so you're, so you're, so you're avoiding the, Hey, you, exactly. Hey, hey. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm, like. I'm giving you guys. One of my, one of my tell tell yeah. slides. So well, anyway, all right. Tame. if I ever see you and your wife out, I'm going to be like, no, 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 no. You don't get to yeah, say yeah, hi to yeah. first, Andre. <laughs> but I would be like, shitty introductions brought to you by Wade. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm messing around. It wasn't shitty. I'm, I'm just messing with you. Um, I'm going to remember that. You should. And I, and I won't forget your face, though. <laughs> so Tate, just from, from there, and I'll let you get to other questions. From there, Tate, just be, he, he recognized what I was. Um, if my parents came to a game, I introduced that he treated them like, you know, he would hand them the notes, the game notes and whatever else and tell them how great I was doing. Then I'd walk away. They'd walk away and be like, you owe me five bucks for that line. <laughs> like, he was just, uh, you know, so in all those moments, I feel bad because I started getting to an age by the time the video you saw, I was getting to an age where um, I knew how Joe felt about a lot of things. Like and Joe just wasn't into the circus that is the game. And he had told me that when I was doing the job where we would bring in certain acts and I knew they were shitty or I knew they were bad. And he would turn to me and he'd go, Andre, he goes, stop with the bullshit. And I'm like, Joe, you know, it's not me. And he was like, tell him if you want. He goes, you put dogs, kids on the floor. That's it. And he goes, and if a dog takes a shit on the floor, well, you hit the bloopers. But so what? <laughs> like he was like, oh, this loud shit. And like he, he was just he was honest. He was great. He was who he was. But two things I'll say and I'll wrap it up and I'll make it quick with that. Um, so literally like six months into the job, you know, it's like April. It's like an NFL draft. So I did a bunch of NFL draft coverage or whatever, right? And my man Joe Tate waddles his ass over to, to his, his place before the game. And he's, and, he's got, and he's looking at me, and I already know he's about to give me some shit. And he hasn't mentioned me doing radio, but here and there for six months. And he goes without, without missing it. Hey, you're doing pretty good on the radio. And if you bring up one more goddamn thing about that quarterback from Notre Dame, he stinks. Oh, <laughs> Joe, why didn't we all listen to him? I, and, and then he goes, but keep up the good work and don't take shit from any of those other guys you do the shows with. I love you. Like right oh, there, okay. right there, that was better than a check. That was better than any check that I've ever received. That was better than any, like, Joe Tate was listening to me. Joe Tate was going out of his way to listen to, to what I was saying and remembering things I was saying because he would bring them back up to me. And guys, that meant so much to me in my career and where I was going because I knew he wouldn't he wouldn't lie to me. He wouldn't BS to me when I was bad or I said something wrong or was kind of off on a sideline report with the Browns or whatever. The one guy I knew would, who would be brutally honest with me was Joe Tate. 
Um, Mike Snyder has been the same way with me as well, um, who I call my radio dad because he is my radio. I got the best father in the world, but Mike Snyder is the best second father I could ever have um, just because he's steady, same way. But Joe Tate did that and that blew me away. And then when I lost my, um, um, when I lost my job with the Browns doing, doing sideline, let me take a sip of my cup, cup of coffee here. Cause I don't know what day it is. Right now. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was in the dumps, but you know, I'm an adult, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to get married. I found out that I was losing my job as a Brown Siler line reporter. I had my nephews in my car and I was taking them to Cedar point, man. And I take that phone call and I'm like, you know, it was like, it was a punch in the gut. You know, you lose a job. And the funny part is Brian Windhorst, who I graduated high school. We've, we've known each other since we were 10, 11 years old. And I know we look so alike and, and we look like we rock the same things. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. You guys roll, you guys roll together all the time. Absolutely. Probably. B is my boy, though. And <laughs> yeah. I hear people talk shit about yeah. him and I want to be like, leave Brian alone. I played yeah. in the last baseball game he played in and he broke his leg sliding in the home into a catcher named Andre Knott. Oh, um, there we go. <laughs> but on the other hand, on Brian, but on the other hand, on Brian Windhorse, I'll tell you guys this. I've heard people talk shit about how he's gotten his jobs and why he's did this and done that. And it's so horseshit. You know why? When I was 16, 17 years old at St. V scoring touchdowns, thinking I was big crap. At, you know, um, I'll never forget. I was on the way to get my SATs. My dad's driving me after we had played Maslin. I had scored like two or three touchdowns or whatever else. It's on the front cover of the sports page. In the no, no big, no big deal. Brush your shoulders off, Pip. No big deal. I got a little no now, Chad. I got a little no. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, 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 bit um but yeah. but this busted the real this busted the real world bubble so my dad's driving a car throws me the paper i'd had a decent enough game and i open up and on the fold of the sports page i open the paper up and it's a write-up about our game against masculine night before brian winhorse had wrote that whoa okay. so when people okay. say that kid has been busting it i have i have headlines from brian winhorse when we were 14 years old in our local little west side leader he was writing about me. We were in the same high school classes together. He was getting money from the Beacon Journal at 16, 17, 18 years old. Yeah. So when wow. I went to Kent to get into the into this business, I was blown away because I knew Brian was 10 times better than anybody in that class. And he was. Um, Jason Lloyd was in the, those classes as well at Kent State. Yeah. Uh, we've got we had some talent. So anyway, like two weeks before I got fired with the Browns, Brian Winhurst and I, we were some and it's not like we're best friends. We've just known each other forever. Our parents know each other, you know, and um, he's like. He's like, dude, I'm so proud of you. He goes, that Browns job is perfect for you. You should, do, you're, you're gonna do that. He goes, I just don't see you not doing that the rest of your life. Phone rang, and I told Brian, don't you? And I, you know, I get let go, and we can get into why or how oh. all that shit happened because it's actually kind of, it's kind, it's, it's actually pretty. Not, it's funny now for me, I guess. <laughs> now, so, yeah, now, um, yeah. but the person that got me through it, obviously my parents, but Joe Tate. I was in a complete. I felt like shit. I was like, I like, I felt because the thing is with those type of jobs, I'm in one now. Um, and I'm a, I'm a realist. Like I haven't left Northeast Ohio, man. I'm living, I'm living the dream as I, as I said earlier. Yeah. And that's not, that's not, um, bragging. It's I'm, I'm living a dream. I'll pinch myself. I can't believe I've worked these jobs. I can't believe it. I can't believe the people and the yeah. things I've seen with the teams I grew up with. Um, I'm over blessed. So, mm -hmm. um, Tate saw me and he knew, but at the same time, you're like, you're in that business and I'm still working, you know, I'm still coming to Cavs games. I still work at TAM. I mean, I'm still working in, in, in STO. Um, and all those companies have been great to me. STO kept me on Browns coverage. TAM, 
a matter of fact, the Browns kept me on their post game show for two years after. Right. <laughs> them, them MFers must have been out of their mind because I don't know how put me. I don't know how you fired me and they put me on the air still on your radio network, but they did. Yeah. Um, uh, Andre, we were just we were just kidding, Andre. Can yeah, you? Can you? Right. Can you do but really, that. But really, that was like that. Would to be honest with you guys, and I'm being honest because I, I like you guys. That was like taking an arrow and, and bashing it through my heart. Yeah. Hey, come to the Browns game. Yeah. You can do the pre and post game, but you can't do the job that you're really good at. And they told me I was really good at it. They just said that they wanted to um, bring along some talent from within. Huh? That's called. Huh? That's Am I called, not already within? Yeah, I'm already called, within. Yeah. <laughs> I'm within. Right. And I'm young. I'm younger than the person you gave the next job to. Um, and that was really Eric Mangini wasn't comfortable with how comfortable players were with me. Yeah. And okay. the best thing I do in my job now Players are comfortable with me. I'm willing to no, no. I mean, uh, so it, that's just how the world works, though. But Joe hot, Jay, hot dogs are a different story. Uh, hot dogs we're gonna get to. Story. We'll get to that. <laughs> get to that. <laughs> but, last picture of me in spring training last year is my son and mustard. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> um, but to wrap it up on Joe because I love him and I'm sorry I went like this with it, but Joe is everything okay. that no, uh-huh. hurts. Um, Joe pulled me to the side. He pulled me to the side like he always did. And he says, Andre, you don't know how good you are and how much something means to you until they really take it away from you. He goes, you are fucking good. You are mm-hmm. going to do great things. And he goes, it's the Browns loss, not yours. And he goes, but next year you make sure, he goes, with that next job, you make sure that you're completely covered and you keep doing what you're doing so no one can ever backstab you like this again. If you don't know Joe Tate's story, he had the same thing when he went yeah. to the Cavs. I'm not comparing, I'm not comparing myself to Joe Tate. My point is, Joe was the perfect person to talk to me at that time. And then when I was able to go back and look at his history, I realized he was the guy that was able to put his arm around me um, when I needed it most. And he is the reason why I stay professional. He is the reason why I was able to do those pregame and postgame shows from Brown <laughs> Stadium and not on the air. You hear me change any that so or whatever. And I believe he is the reason why I'm doing the job that I'm doing today because I've had other opportunities. I've had other ways to do things. Um, and he, always, you know, and, and he's always just kind of told me when you got a good thing and people really respect you and love you for what you're doing, um, don't go looking for that next thing so quickly. And um, so those are just words, Joe, you know, and there's plenty of times where he told me I was a dumbass in other <laughs> words that, that, that I won't bring up, but yeah. I love him. My thoughts and prayers to his family. Man, I got a quick Jill Fritchin. I got a quick Jill Fritchin story for you guys before uh, before we move on. You know Fritch? Uh, oh, I uh, well remember in our initial messages, Andre. I told That's you I've right. worked at the at QTV for you know uh, eleven years now, and so I never, but I never knew long haired Jill Fritchin. Like, so I only saw. I mean, we used to say Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe, yeah, Jill Fritchin. Joe Fritchin right now. The Joe Fritchin I know has like my hairline. Yep. and like and like. <laughs> He just wears. He Can just you wears have like something that's not there. He just wears like a t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He just, wears like a t- he's like, Wait, just wears like a t-shirt and jeans uh, around the place, right? So one night, uh, everybody goes, "Yeah, we're going to Joe Fritchin's show uh, afterwards. Yeah. It's at the Hi-Fi, the old, the old, the old club Billy Morris owned on Oakwood. Yes. So yeah, come on along." And I'm like, uh, "Okay, sure, why not? This is like four years into my uh, eleven years at the Q. So I'm like, "Yeah, sure. What kind? What kind of music?" They're like, "Yeah, just just come." So this motherfucker's in like a heavy metal band, like yes, a heavy, heavy, heavy metal heavy. band. And again, remember my hairline, t-shirt, jeans. Joe Fritchin comes out, 
puts his foot up on the speaker. He has like these knee high, like combat boots. Yes. <laughs> and he has this like axe guitar that he's just grinding away. I'm like, holy shit. Whole different like, dude. Yeah, whole different dude on stage than, than, he, than he is at, down at the queue. So that's a funny, I, I love that you mentioned Joe Fritchin because I love that guy too. Andre. He's so, a good dude. That's my quick Joe Fritchin story. Yes. Yeah. Who knew that Joe Fritchin would be talked about and podcast and, and I'm, but he deserves it, man. He's a good dude. He's we're gonna have to. Man. We're gonna have to let him know. <laughs> yeah, he's getting an invoice. Send <laughs> <laughs> him a bill. Yeah. <laughs> no, Dick, because 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 of him, you're dealing with both of us. <laughs> right, that's right, Andre. Uh, for real though, thank you so much for opening up about uh, about Joe and about your relationship. And that was that was those are some real special stories that you shared with us, and we really appreciate that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the job now because uh, you've been with the Indians for a while now uh, doing the, uh, the on-field reporting. I, I have to say last year was a hard year. We've yeah. talked to a lot of broadcasters. We've had Rosie. Rosie's coming on in a couple of weeks again. I haven't even hey, when Rosie comes in, ask him why I'm always bringing up the banana and the tailpipe. Oh, okay. All right. I'm right, <laughs> no, right, no, right, right that I, can't, I can't wait for that. Banana, <laughs> banana tailpipe. And that. I guarantee he cries, laughs, and says, time out. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, we've talked to a lot of broadcasters. Tim Alcorn's our, our buddy here. Uh, and, and it was a hard year uh, doing these games and, and, and no fans and, and a lot of broadcasters not traveling and all that. I have to say, of all of them, your job looked the most fun in that I feel like I'd be watching every Indians game and they'd be like, all right, let's kick it down to Andre. And there's Andre with his feet up in the chair in front of him, just sitting somewhere in the lower bowl, just like relaxing. Like I wanted to do at all times, just by myself at a game. Uh, it looked like you were having, it looked like you were kind of having a good time last year. Uh, 2020 was, uh, it was different. It was hard, yeah. especially not going on the road. And we did God bless my producers. Um, our guy Murph, Jim Murphy, um, <laughs> he's a godsend. And I say that because I don't know if he knows anything about TV, but he knows how to massage some egos. And really, that's what it comes down to. Um, he handles myself, Matt Underwood, and Rick Manning unbelievably. Um, he knows how to – I mean, because the thing about baseball, nothing against the other sports. I'm, I'm strictly going to speak upon – Sure upon what we do and, and just being around baseball guys daily. And I've been around them all, um, you know, hundred, whether you do 150 games, 60 games, it's just different because it's every single day. Yes. And, and look in life, like you guys love doing this podcast and it's fun. You guys drink a beer together. You have a good time. You're laid back. It's, it's a, especially in this time, it's awesome way to connect with people. So most of the time you like, it. but if I made you guys do this every single day, <laughs> You know, five days of the week at seven o'clock, Saturday at four, Sunday at one. It's going to be a couple of days. You're going to come in and you're going to be an asshole and not really want to be there. Right. Like, or you got other stuff going on in life. You know, the last thing you want to do is like mentally put stuff together, whether your kid's doing this or your aunt's sick or your neighbor cut your, you know, cut off your wife, whatever. <laughs> you know, it happens. And, you know, the one thing with Rick Manning, and he's always said this as being a ball player, he's like, dude, you, when, when you, and, and this is kind of a Tito thing too. When you walk in the door, you, you got to leave whatever's going on. And you got to be the same person day in and day out. And we try that. We really do. I know I do. Um, and I think what happened last year, knowing I thought we did two different broadcasts last year, to be honest with you, Mike, I thought our road broadcast 
we kind of became almost a, I don't know, a t- like a, a talk show almost a little bit. Like a game was going on in the background because we were sitting in the studios. We, you know, we weren't there. We couldn't hear. Like we were watching what you were watching and talking about it. Crazy. So, and after we did a couple games, I, and I don't want to talk for and speak for anybody else. I know Underwood was kind of just like, this is where I give credit to the guys I work with, man. This is a very ego filled business. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I, ego is so huge in this and it gets a lot of people in trouble. And our play-by-play guy and our color analyst went to our producer and said, open up Dre's mic, make him a part of this. We need him. Let Dre in. Let Dre be himself. We want and, – and like, and I'll say this. Rick Manning's been saying that for four years. Rick's like, open up Dre's fucking mic and let's go. <laughs> and, and, and I appreciate that. And I and that didn't happen overnight. But, you know, they, they trust me. Like, they – we – like, and I guess what happens is – you know, we have dinner every night together. Like we sit together. We're together for the first, you know, an hour, hour and a half before a game. And we've grown into, I'll tell you, there are people that know, like, you want to have some fun before a ball game? Come find our group or our table when we're allowed to be back like that. And it's it's no holds bars. We talk <laughs> about each other. We talk about the game. It's the best. Yeah. And I think for our group, we're like, you know, Rick was kind of like, we need that on the air. Bring, let us do this on the air. And I'll admit the suits aren't always, you know, they want to control yeah. everything. And like I said, Murph, our yeah. producer is an awesome dude because he takes, he deals with, with upper management and our broadcast became so entertaining last year. Um, surprisingly entertaining. I say surprisingly because nobody knew what the hell we were doing. <laughs> but we did you know what I mean? And, and like people were like, we were getting mad. And like, and there were people, I remember there was an older guy that like, you know, reached out to the plane dealer that nobody reads. That was me. Cause I still read it. Um, Fair. <laughs> but you know, some guy, but some guy wrote in, it was like, this is not how I want to watch my past. You know, like that guy, you know, the guy that can blow uh, okay. it. Yeah. But for the most part, people like that, um, and we got to show each other's personalities last year. Matt is a historian. He loves finding historic things. And trust me, sometimes we call it the nerd moment in the background, or we go, oh, he's getting nerdy. <laughs> but, rather than, but rather than mock that, uh, and rather than, I, I wasn't saying it like that on the air, but, rather, but like, I know that he puts time into it. And like, and he started finding stories that we were connecting things, and we were doing things that um, I liked. Our, I loved our broadcast last year. They were different. And then the home ones, when you're talking about me with my feet up, I mean, yeah, I'm the, only dude, I'm the only dude in progressive field. Like, why would I not be like, <laughs> like, like hell yeah, put my right. feet up. Right. Everybody's right. dream right there. Hey, yeah, every, absolutely. Every time I, mean, I kicked it to you, I was like, that guy is getting paid for this, and yes. I love it. And the, is, but, uh, but the players see it too. Like, everybody, they're like, look at you. And, I, and my thing that I always say, if I'm getting caught looking like that, I better have some good stuff to say. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want at the end of the day, people are like, that jackass got way too comfortable. I look comfortable, but trust me. And the thing I had going last year, I had like, I had my, um, I had an iPad with one game over here. I had, I had our TV screen yeah. with the TV broadcast here. I had like, I had my lunch like an eighth grader right here. <laughs> I imagine the camera bays get a little a little sweaty and crowded sometimes. Yeah, I miss Let's, that though, man. Because that's like my little oh, area yeah. right there, man. I can I hope I'm back this year. At some point, hopefully I will be. Uh, but you guys got to get a little you, you guys got a glimpse of what's really going on below the waist. <laughs> <laughs> Last year. I don't know what it's gonna be like this year. We're still having meetings about that. 
Um, we're still trying to figure out yeah, exactly yeah. how, where, how, but I hope that some of the things that we had in our broadcast last year, I'm hoping and believing that we'll be able to bring with us this year. You know, it's funny. You've, That's you've cool, talked man. a lot about your, your team there and, and, you know, we've talked about Joe Tate. Joe Tate told us, told us a great story about when he first started with Rick Manning because they were, they were the broadcast team for a while there. And he said Rick Manning had the worst grammar and, and the worst uh, uh, grasp of the English language is basically the way he put it. And so next time you're talking to Rick, uh, talk to him about the time Joe Tate put an, uh, an elbow into his side and knocked him off his chair. Oh, I can't wait. And they basically, <laughs> they basically couldn't call an inning. Because they were laughing so hard because Tate knocked him right off his chair. Dude, we, some of our best moments I'm not allowed to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's – I'm really – I'm really – I can't I, – We'll take him out. We'll take him out if you want, Andre. There's, no, there, no. Is, there is a um, – man, we have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to tell you guys, but I can't tell you because it's okay. just so – no, it's like I'm trying to trust me. I'm going through my mind. There's more than one. There is one. <laughs> there is one that most people had no idea um, how, what, and where. But if you knew exactly how bad I'd messed up and what was really going through my mind, <laughs> you'd put me in the Hall of Fame for not saying bad words on the air. Because I kind of did, but I didn't. It was a bad word, like amongst our group. And I'll just put it that way. And okay. And Kobe. our producer, our producer oh, Kobe. yeah, nope. Kobe, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that, Chad. Yeah. And, our, and Jim Murphy in my head goes, and this is like before the open of the game. Before the open of the game, he's like, Dre, you know, he, he, he pulls, he's like the, he's like the, you know, the head coach in our in our heads before, you know, before before kickoff. And he's like, you know, it's top of the hour. We're gonna come back with with Al. And Alan Jensen, they're gonna, you know, we're gonna come back with the open. We're come back. We're come back with Alan Jensen. Alan Jensen are gonna give us yesterday's blah blah blah. They're gonna throw it to Dre. Dre's gonna break down, you know, break down our pitching matchup, and he's got a quote um, from Carl Willis on Shane Bieber being of the team's rotation. Um, anybody got any questions? Nobody says anything. Um, and then, like, he just turns in my mic and he's like, Dre, make sure you say Pillar and not Pilar, like Kevin Pilar. <laughs> oh yeah, the Pilar. Uh, right. So I said Pilar and, <laughs> and, and just, I don't think, I think we had to go to break and couldn't start the game. Like it was that fun. And like, you could dig me underneath. You could, you could see me digging. Cause I got, I'm a Pilar, 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 Pilar. And then um, Lindor, the shortstop, comes over and chest bumps me, and I'm still pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up. and like, and he's like, and he's like, you all right, homie? And I'm like, pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up. like so bad that the players that were back in the back that were watching the TV, they're all texting or coming out. You all right, dude? What the hell was that? <laughs> Don't say Pilar. Don't say Pilar. And the Pilar of and the, the Pilar. staff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was talking to, uh, before we came out here, I was talking to my father-in-law, who is also Joey's dad, John. And I, he's, we're all huge Tribe fans. I said, all right, what, what do I got to ask about Andre Not? And so it's the same question. If I said, if I went to any Indians fan that watches Tribe games on SDO and said, what do you want, what do you want us to ask Andre Not about? All they're going to say is, is this, it's going to be the same answer over and over again. The, what's the best story you have? What's the best prank they've done to you? Because uh, the Indians love messing with you. The players love messing with you. What's the best prank? And then I won up to him and I said, the other one I want to know is what's the best prank you heard about that they didn't pull off? Ooh, the worst. I'll start from the worst. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
Cookie Carrasco. I love Carlos. Uh, yeah. Um, I love Carlos more as a person than a baseball player, if that makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But you, you, I think you get my drift. For sure. Um, he always wanted to one-up just everything, you know? Like, that's just his thing. Like, he, you know, <laughs> and like, he, and I don't think he, he, all right, he, I don't know, he was on TV. He popped an egg on my head in Kansas City and it was like, yes. Degrees. <laughs> I, I got, it was, the one, it was the one time I got pissed. I was pissed. Yeah. Like, I wanted to fucking fight. Like, it, and now you know Kobe, put that on. You know Kobe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he knew it. And he knew it. And he knew it because Sandy Alomar went, because he tried to come up to me and hug me. And I was like, and I said, get the F away from me. And uh, he was like, he was like, I just can't. I can't. <laughs> and Sandy Alomar, Alomar came to him and was like, that was disrespectful, dude. That shit wasn't funny. Um, and Sandy jumped him. And a couple other players jumped him. And Cookie was like, we all play. We love him. We, and, and like, and, and I got back to my room that night. And there were 10 warm cookies. There's another five chocolate chip warm cookies. Hey. <laughs> and an apology and a bottle of something waiting for oh. me to apologize it to me. Um, and then Cookie was like, and I owe you on your clothes. And like, he was like, and like, so even in the worst ones, like I couldn't, yes. like I, I was still pissed, but I couldn't be pissed. Yeah. And because Sandy yeah. like came to me after the game and Sandy and I like had a beer or whatever after the game. And he was just like, I told him that. He goes, I told him that was wrong. He goes, I talked to a bunch of guys. Um, Lindor, like, it, like, see, I, and I'm not saying this to put down Cookie. It was, it, well, he tried, he went a little too far. And anybody that likes to, to bust balls, anybody that likes to tell jokes. Oh, yeah. We, we've all yeah, got too I'm far. that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm that guy. So you're speaking directly. To, I'm always that guy that does that one thing that just like over the line a little bit. And yeah. I'm like, I didn't mean for it to be over the line. Right. I was just messing around. I was just having fun. But yeah, you were talking to me because I can feel that. I know exactly how Cookie felt right there. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't mean for this to be bad. Right, Uh, right. Yeah, I know. I get it. So that's what happened there. Um, The best one that happened, (laughs) I got to be, to me, I mean, they're all great. I mean, Salazar one time wrapped me up in tape live on air. Like, like, there's been been stuff that's happened, man. Like, and you guys see most of them. There's yeah. a lot of crap. Like Tito one time took his wad. I was here in St. Louis during a rain delay. This became like an MLB thing. And Chris Rose and those guys are like texting me and calling me like, dude, is it right we put this on TV? I'm like, you already did. Um, yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So like, I, it was like getting ready to be a rain delay. And we're in St. Louis. And in St. Louis and Cincinnati and Texas, I am like literally five feet from Tito, which is good and bad. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. so, like, like I hear certain things I've never heard before that I will not like, and I've seen like, all, like I've heard, and like he'll talk to me during games somewhat, and then there's times he'll I'll look at me and, and, and like I look away because I know I'm not supposed to hear. It's like you're being around your parents when they start yelling at each other and talking about each, how much they hate each other. Then you just kind of like act like you don't hear it. Um, <laughs> so. So in St. Louis a couple of years ago, I'm on the air and they had nowhere to put me because it's raining and we're kind of in this rain delay, but the player, it's just happening. So the whole clubhouse or the whole dugout is still full. So I'm like, Matt and Rick are up here and I'm talking and I'm like, all right, well down here, like, looks like from the, you know, what they've told me, blah, 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 umpire walks by. And I just feel black. And I just hear Matt go, oh my God. <laughs> and I just hear like, and I'm like, like, all right, you know, people put the way he, I'm around these guys every day. So who knows what just, you know, I'm like, whatever. 
And like, but then I'm like, I, I, should I feel this? <laughs> and Tito, it took a while of gum and chew. Oh. And just on the top of my head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that, that, that gum chew wad that he, I don't know how that happens. I don't either. I don't know how that have you, ever, have you ever gotten anybody back? Like, if you're, are you, are you, is it reciprocal? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's the yes. beauty. There we go. It's the beauty of there this. It's the beauty of this. Okay, here's the best that I got back. Um, So, like, in my first couple of years, because Corey Kluber was the headliner of this, and I love Klubes. Klubes and I end up having a, a really good fr- friendship. Um, I end up becoming, like, the – I would. he has his Kluber Foundation, helps kids – um, out and my wife has a business that helps special needs kids, and he knew that. So I kind of became the MC of the Kluber's, the Kluber Foundation when he was here in Cleveland. And um, and I'll never forget Josh Tomlin, like like during hooting and hollering during the show, the first year. Um, he's hooting and hollering during the show. Everybody, this is in seventeen, so it was right after this, the win streak. Josh, yeah. like, and everybody showed up the whole and like literally, you got you got the money of Cleveland all in this room with the Cleveland Indians, and it's in <laughs> September. So this is like, and they had just won, you know, the win streak and everything else. And Tomlin had had a couple, and I can say this because I text with Josh Tomlin still daily. And he had had a couple, and I said, F it. It became a roast. Oh, no. And, and, <laughs> and to the point that my wife, my wife started like looking at me like, like enough. And I didn't cuss, <laughs> but I, I just put it all out there. Tomlin kept it. And I was like, hey, Josh, I've got the mic up here. I'll tell everybody about your 445 ERA and how your neck hurts from all those home runs. You keep oh. this up. <laughs> and like, so then like, Kipnis is, so then like Kipnis is dying. Like, like the whole room, like everybody is like, Brad Hanna just came over to the team and he's like, oh my God. And so like, they're all just like, they're like, oh my God. Cause like I was trying to, I was being nice. I was introducing each player. I was like, you know, I remember like Eric Haas just the day before on a Sunday. He had picked up his first major league hit. So I'm trying to be professional. And I just hear this jackass messing with me. And I look up and I just and I snapped. And I was just like, JT, I got the mic. I go, this ain't a game. And I go, yeah, like, God. And I, and, I, and I mean, and I had to go to I had to go to I had to go to Kluber's wife at, like midway through. And I'm like, is this all right? And she's like, this, and like, she was like, no, this is the most hilarious thing ever. You're, you're fine. And like, because my wife the whole time is sitting at the table with the Klubers and like, and like, and, and his agent and his like with the money. And like, I come back to eat dinner. Like I come back to eat my steak that's been sitting there. And, like, and I'm kind of like, Ooh, I was feeling myself. And then I kind of sit down and my wife's like, you're such an asshole. And like, so, I'm like, yeah. so that worked out. Um, uh, it was one, so that one, and there's the one other. So Kluber, he uh, he was like he was just quiet about it. So all these, so in the pregame, we used to have pitchers on in the pregame because most of the time, everyday players don't have time twenty minutes before a first pitch to come on a live pregame show. Well, it became a thing because they like messing with me, messing with everybody. The pitchers wouldn't come on because I found out that if they found out if I if I promoed, hey. Um, if I promo Carlos Carrasco, you know, come on the pregame show with me. If I put it on Twitter, if they heard it, they got an arsenal. They'd get the, the guns out, the water guns, powder, you name it, and they would just destroy the interview. Like the interview, <laughs> it was just they're going to destroy and embarrass the guy. Like you guys have seen the video. The, everybody's seen oh, the yeah. clips of like yeah. we're trying to talk yeah. seriously to me, and they're pointing. So it's the end of the year, and I'm like, I'm like, uh, clues. I'm like, please. 
I got to get you on one. By this time, though, he didn't know that I knew that I knew. And he was like, I will come on. He goes, but you cannot promo it. Your station can't promo it. He goes, I'll just sneak out, walk out and come out there. He goes, don't even tell Bart, who was our PR guy. He goes, but I'm in. He goes, you can tell him I'm in, but don't tell anybody. Oh, man. <laughs> as, as I walk out of the room, I text, I text Josh Tabu doing that shit tomorrow at 445. <laughs> <laughs> it became bad. <laughs> it was a problem. Yeah, we got soaked. If there's been like it was just like it was full Armageddon. And instantly Kluber was like, you told him. And I was like, what I go, what do you mean? And I go, at the end, I was like, it is like the last, it was like the last week of the season. And I'll never forget being like, I got you. <laughs> Love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's awesome to watch the good time and and the way the players take to you. And it makes for good interviews after the game. I mean, they they they're happy to talk to you too. Uh, so let's let's talk about this season. Uh, and one of the exciting things we're we're happy to have you on about Andre is is let's get us excited for the season. Let's not uh, we don't want to blow smoke here. We've talked about it several times on this podcast. This was a tumultuous off season between the Lindor trade which I know there's a million reasons for, but it's not great to, to trade the face of your franchise. Uh, even if you feel like you have to, it's not great. Right. Uh, you you now have Lindor's doing this. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that bad, but there's this like Kyrie. Here, I'll give it, let me, let me, let me, let me have that. Yeah. I shouldn't take this, but I'm going to take this. Take it. Um, I want to say it the right way. Cause and knowing Francisco, yeah, I know, thank you. Francisco. Thank you, for, thank you for not being lazy. <laughs> I'm going to call his ass. I text him. I'll show you the text. I text him that day. Frankie. Frankie, 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 Frankie. Frankie. <laughs> and that's not did. lazy. That takes work to text that. Exactly somebody. my point. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how you too far sometimes? <laughs> Me too. Um, yeah. I think what Frankie is going through, because I'm going to call him Frankie, because he told me I could call him Frankie when I asked him what he wanted me to call him six years ago. Mm. Um mm. Actually, like seven, eight years ago. I don't have anything against Frank. Um, I think what he's going through, and him and I, and I'm not smarter, better, bigger than anyone else. Francisco's learning. He Over the last year and a half, he's gone through. I always tell people when they ask me about athletes, you know, or, or what people don't understand about athletes most. And I always say they don't understand that they're normal human beings like the rest of us. Um, no matter how many times you see them hit home runs, score touchdowns, dunk, they are normal human beings that go through the same things that we go through on a different scale, on a different way, but they go through the same emotions and feelings. And Lindor right now is going through so much that life isn't nearly as easy for him as it always has been, but it always has been pretty easy for him. And, and, and he's a good dude. He works his ass off. He's not a bad person. He's not, but he's going through, he's going through some, some, my wife and I talk about stretch marks, not in that way. My wife played not. Yeah. My wife, yeah. I played soccer in college. I played sports in college, and we've always. And in my wife's business, you know, she started in the basement in Lakewood of our apartment. Yeah. And now she's got she's got a pretty decent business going on. Um, that's really good. And I always talk about in hard times in her business when there's those moments of this is either going to break me or it's going to make me. I always call those the stretch marks, you know, because when you used to, when I used to work out and have bigger arms, you know, you would get them. And that's and like, and she like, so, but that's my point. Like when you start spreading that skin a little bit, like if you're doing it right and it's built in muscle, 
you're going to be all right with it. It looks good. But when you, you know, but if you don't and you get lazy and it looks, that's bad. I think Frankie is going through that right now, Mike. He doesn't know exactly. And I think the whole Frankie Francisco thing, um, I will pat myself on the back for this. I will pat Jim Rosenhaus on the back for this. I will pat um, Tom Hamilton, Rick, Ham Rick Manning, uh, all of us, Matt Underwood. We have a very, we, we're good. And we, we take care of our guys. We get to know our guys. Um, we go out of our way to ask our guys about their families, where they're from, who they are. Tom Hamilton is genius at this. I've seen him do it. I see him do it with the 28th guy and the way he does it with the number one guy. Um, so you know who you're talking to. So when we're doing these yes. broadcasts, we can tell you guys who they are, what's motivated, what's got them certain places. And we know what we don't. And, and we do this. What We know what's for air and what's not for air. You don't have to tell us on the record, off the record. We know when something's kind of eh, that may stir up shit, we'll, we'll keep it in the back pocket. I think because Frankie and I had this running thing going for a long time. He would always say certain things would happen. He was like, I'm just making you a star. I'm just bringing you along. And it was like him. It was, it was him being cocky, being funny. But and I would always go. Like, <laughs> and I'd go, and, I'd go, and it, so we, we ran into this thing over the last couple of years of telling each other, you're going to miss me when you're gone. Right now, Frankie's missing me while he's gone. I think these New York guys, <laughs> I just, I literally do. I think these New York guys, no offense to them. And if they got a problem with it, they know where to find me. Um, these guys are all trying to learn who he is. And they're all trying to break stories. And it's a rat race right now between all of them. It's a rat race to have the newest, freshest thing about Lindor that you don't have. Yeah. And that decides when you have conversations without a microphone on, and suddenly he's like, and I know how Frankie is. He's like, oh, they probably, they were just lazy. You know, and saying that, saying, hey, call me Francisco. I want to be Francisco. I wasn't there, but I would bet, I would bet a games check almost on, I because I know I've had these conversations with him where he says shit. And I'm like, are you sure that's like where I'll come back to him and be like, I can say that if you want me to. And, you know, and, and he'll be like, nah, you, you know, like, and I think he's dealing with, we became trust, we were trustable. He could try, and I know it's not a word, but you guys know what I mean. There's certain people. For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And I just think he's going through that, man. He's going through, okay, he said he wants to be the face of baseball. He says this, and then you got a kid in San Diego that's becoming the face of baseball. Yeah. Uh, he became a father last year. Uh, his mom had an aneurysm last year. He's taking care of a lot of his family for a lot of time. I'm not making excuses. I'm just telling the truth. The, well, kid, got put, yeah, the kid got put in front of the cameras. He had never voted before in his whole life. Now he's telling people to vote. And he's trying to figure out how to vote. Um, you know, he's talking about Black Lives Matters and, and, and social things that he understands, but he doesn't truly understand. But you're putting him front and center to speak on all of these things. So I guess what I'm saying, any craziness that I hear from him in New York over the next six months, I'm going to take with a grain of salt because I know there's way more to the picture. Yeah, I, I thought the the Frankie lazy I, that one was weird to me because I was like, who, whatever, who cares? The the rest of it though, again to me, it sounds like he's trying to make an impression with his new city and his new team, and he's saying like, hey, I can be better than what I was, and maybe I wasn't given my all in the weight room or this whole that, the thing that came out this week, the nap in Game Seven. Shit, I want to take a nap like all the all time. All the time, me all too. The time. Like, there's guys that nap all the time during games. That's the problem. Yeah. Like there's like guys nap all the time. Like why would you not? Who doesn't like a good nap? <laughs> I, I know you. You're the same. Chad's the same. Joe will get there one day. I have a three-year-old running around up in this house somewhere. All I want to do is take a nap. Absolutely. <laughs> so if you fall, if you doze off during a rain delay after 180 games or whatever, 
Yeah, it happens. And those but games I, took forever. <laughs> I think you brought I think you brought a really good perspective into there's also people in New York trying to break stories about the new star in New York uh, with their team that that they're really interested in getting that word out. Uh, and maybe Frankie should be a little bit more cognizant of what he's saying because of that. But what I would tell Frankie, and I've kind of told him this, Mike, um, shut up and go play, bro. And I mean, and like, I mean, that, like I would say that, like I would say, I, I said it in a friendly and as a friend, I'm like, dude, let him just go play, just go right. play. And, and I get, he's trying to sell shoes and all that other shit. And he yeah. wants to be like, he wants to be Michael Jordan. He wants to be LeBron James and God bless him. God has given him yeah. a lot of talent that he may be able to. And all I keep saying is just go play baseball and stop worrying about all this other stuff because you can't win doing all the other stuff. Right. And you hear so much about the New York media and everything that they run with. And it's just kind of like, yeah, just go play. Just go play and let let that show. And then maybe get to know him later. Right. What we know, <laughs> yeah. But what we know, what we know from six years of being around him, all of us, you fall yeah. way more in love with just watching him play. Yeah, for sure. Than anything else. For you sure. can love the interviews. You can love the, the smile and all that other crap. You love him the most because of what he did 162 days out of the year. So obviously the tumult, the tumult that came with him leaving. And then obviously there's this, uh, this controversy going on, Mickey Calloway and, and, and now that's found its way back to the Indians. It's yeah, been that a- Mickey Calloway shit is Mickey Calloway shit. Mickey at this point in time, like I understand how media works nowadays. Um, but that story is really more Mickey, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is. It is mostly Mickey. I would say it's mostly all the bad stuff. We said this on the podcast. I think we all made this point on the podcast. All the bad stuff that was done was Mickey Calloway. But the, it, there's certainly perspect, uh, uh, a perception of this got back to people and it maybe got swept under. And I don't know what the truth or the fact we, we didn't dive into all that because we weren't in the rooms when all that stuff happened. The fact of the matter is, in this offseason, you've lost the face of your team, even though you have other faces of the team. You've had this Mickey Callaway thing get back. We now are, are looking at a drastic, especially if you factor over the last three years, this dramatic payroll cut yeah. uh, that, you know, they we get told that that just has to happen and 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 whatever. It is what it is. What we need from you, Andre, we need to talk about this team for a minute, and we need to hear why this Cleveland Indians team, this 2021 Cleveland Indians team, that's going to have some new faces, uh, that's going to have some old faces, why we need to be excited about this team. So we just kind of broke it up in, into the, the three sections. So we, we started with the lineup, and I'm going to be honest with you. I wrote this down, and I went, I think I might like this lineup better than I did last year's. Me too. The night that they uh, signed Eddie Rosario. Yeah. God. I I text my Andrew, uh, Eddie's my Eddie oh. Kobe. <laughs> uh, um, I like Eddie. You got, Cleveland's gonna like Eddie. Well, yeah, I've hated him. Cle- yeah, gonna, and I'm just saying we were we got to be around Eddie and his family when we went to Puerto Rico with the Indians a couple years ago. They're gonna fit in. He um, <laughs> he's a fun guy. That's so all. Like, and he's and he plays hard. And I know from being around pitchers during during games, uh, he may not be Francisco Lindor. He may not be Carlos Santana by name. But I know what pitchers and clubhouses, you kind of fear when he comes up because you don't because, you know, the guy will swing at anything. And that puts a different fear into pitchers and catchers, because most hitters. There is a game plan to get rid of them. Like there are a million times I've sat with Mike Clevenger. I've sat with 
with Kluber or I've sat with Cookie and I'm like, or I've sat with one of our catchers and I'm like, dude, how do you get this dude out? You know, you know, and, yeah. and instantly they're like, and it's all, it was awesome to be around even Bauer. Bauer and I did this a ton. And they, they would tell me things and I would know when the game was on the line, how they would get guys out. Yeah. I would ask them that about Rosario and they would all look at me and go, just throw it down the middle of the plate and hope he doesn't hit it. Um, <laughs> I think, I think a guy that's averaged what he's averaged and what he's done. Um, he's the perfect thing to put in this lineup right now. And hopefully take some pressure off of the younger guys. Look, they're going to need some breakthroughs. They're going to need some Bobby Bradley breakthroughs. They're going to need some, I think Jimenez is going to Andre, Andre Simenez is going to, he's not going to be Frankie, but who the hell is Frankie? But I think the kid is talented. I think he's really talented. And I know there's other talented up the middle guys coming, uh, but his hands are great. I'm not going to compare him to Lindor. I'm not going to compare him to Omar. Um, but this kid's got some talent, man. Yeah. He's going to make some plays. He's going to do some things that make you go, wow. Yeah. Um, I like the lineup. I like Cesar. I, I like Jose as my guy of guys. Uh, I think we have a chance to see Reyes hit 40. Um, Come on. Yeah, why would you Come not? On. And, and my man, and my man, and my man, my man, Bebo. Lost 20 more pounds. He's got no ass. Ask him where his Kulo was at. Um, <laughs> true story. All the, I'm not making stuff up. It's all real. I, um, I think he's he's primed. He's primed to come back. And if he can hit 240 sure. and hit 20 home runs, I think this lineup has a chance to be fun and, and, and more athletic. So I got a two-part question about this lineup here, uh, Andre. Um, to, to me, I'm of the opinion that now I know you're going to go through lulls in the in the course of a 162 game season, but like to but to me, th- these last few years it's kind of a wait and see for me for the lineup because it just seems to me that this lineup is always just so inconsistent and streaky. Like I always compared them to the Eli Manning uh, of professional baseball. You know how like Eli would throw for 450 and five touchdowns oh, yeah. uh, at one game and then throw for, and then do, throw for like 159 yards and four picks the next game. So I like so I I don't know where. If that thing changes, you know, if if how that changes or, or what gives us confidence to do that, and then okay, yeah, answer it, and then I got another one right after. Good. Well, you're, <laughs> I'm, gonna ask, I'm gonna do the thing I hate, but I'm gonna do it. Okay. I'm gonna ask. A, I'm gonna answer okay. a question by asking a question, and then I'll get to it. Oh yeah. Okay. How many? Because baseball is funky, and I I, I like yeah. what you're talking about Eli Manning. I, I get that yeah. completely, and I'll take that because that's two championships, and I thought he sucked. Um, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. How many other baseball teams do you watch as closely as you watch the Indians? And I'm not being a smart ass as I ask this. Because you one, might watch a lot. One other one. Other one one who, other one. Who is that? Uh, the Astros. The Astros. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. That's fair. I've, yeah. I've, this is the one thing I've learned in six years, seven years doing this Indians thing. We, we rank or get down on our players that we see every day. Way more uh, than we do the guys we see just in a three-game series or four-game series or yeah. every once in a while. Okay. I know what you're saying, Chad, and it's one of those sayings mm-hmm. that Tito says that makes me want to choke him, but it's true. Yeah. Um, guys always get to their numbers, and it's always like I always <laughs> – and at first I used to be like, that's a horseshit way of getting out of answering a question. <laughs> but it's not because no, guys yeah, usually yeah. find a way to get to their numbers. Yes. And what, I get, what I'm getting at with the question, and you, and you can continue on, because we watch every single at bat, it is it's irritating. And when a guy's only going to hit yeah, 280, sure. so that means 72% of the time we're going to see him fail. Um, and I know some some guys fail looks better than other guys fail, right? <laughs> yeah, like, like some guys fail. Some of the guys at bats, you're just like, this guy sucks. Um, 
I think baseball is a hard one. I get what you're saying. I want more consistency early. I wish they would hit behind hitters better. Um, I wish we didn't have to go back and forth and yell and yell and fight on Twitter about bunting or not to bunt or to bunt. Um, it's all a part of this, right? It's all a part of it. Chad, I'm with you. I hope, I hope, and the word that I use that I hope works better, I think because they're more athletic, I hope and pray that you won't have as much downtime with the hitting because of it. Meaning you can manufacture runs. Okay. You can go from right. first to third. You can, you know, you do those things. You're not sitting waiting for a three-run homer. When you sit and wait for a three-run homer, you don't got a lot of boppers. It's ugly baseball, and we've oh. had that. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully the uh, – Doctoring oh. the baseballs to not go as far. Maybe we can hit more for average this year. I hope. <laughs> but uh, and with our pitching staff, uh, that'll work. Like Bobby Bradley's having a hell of a spring. Andres, him, Andres, yeah, Andres Jimenez uh, having a hell of a spring. My question is, how much like you know how like say like an NFL preseason, how there's always like a stud you're like trying to pay attention to that you didn't think of. I guess how much can we take from baseball having? Uh, uh, like when, when guys from guys having good springs to where that translates into the regular season, how much can we take uh, from a guy having a good spring to give us confidence going forward into the season? That's a good question. Um, Cause I'm still figuring it out. The way I would say it is the, uh, have they done it consistently? Like Daniel Johnson is one I'll give you. He's had, oh. two, he's had two springs. I, I can't wait till he becomes one of our guys. He's going to, I just don't know. Former guest he, of the podcast. Really? You, guy. Guys, you yeah. guys, you guys Real got Jeff. Yeah, I love that dude. I love that dude. He's going to be a stud. And he's done it now two springs in a row, right? Um, And with Bobby Bradley, my thing that I'm going to watch over the next two weeks, we know he's got power. We know he can pull the ball to right field. You know, has he become a better hitter and and flared up ball to left field when he has to? You know, can he, you know, can he let the the, the curveball get in deep, muscle it over to second baseman's heads? I think you, you concentrate on what are these guys hitting out? What are they doing? Um, a lot of these guys jump fastballs as they should um, early in spring training and put up gaudy numbers. But I just think it's consistency of the bats and you watch how they're getting pitched. You know, Daniel had a game last week where he hit two home runs. I'm going to be interested and I'll be watching over the next two two weeks, you know, how teams pitch to him and how he reacts to it. Because he is going to be a stud. Uh, I just don't know when. I hope it's sooner than later. Yeah, but I know yeah. the Indians aren't in rushing guys. Um, and I think Bobby Bradley's at that point right now where he's knocking on the door saying, I am a big leaguer. It's time for me to play every day. That's what I was going to ask. Is, who's your Who's your pick? Uh, God, wait, this wait, year? stop, Joey. I'm just glad to hear your voice. Yes. I know. I'm yes. in. I'm in. I'm in. Joey okay. time. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Joey. My bad. Uh, no, you're good. You're good. Who's your pick this year for uh, for coming up and having like not immediate impact, but like someone that's coming up and maybe like making a name for themselves in the team this year? Yeah, well, I think I think Daniel and, and Daniel and Bobby are obviously up up top. I think those two are right there. They're 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 capable of doing it. Gabriel Reyes, <laughs> he look. Yeah. All right, I just want to put it this way: it may not be this year, <laughs> but he looks like a star. Yeah, That's all I want to say. All right, I love it. That's all. I, he looks like I don't know if he is. I don't know. I know he's only 21, but he has the – and you guys will know what I mean. He has the look, and All he's right. played that way so far. And when we asked Fran Mel Reyes, we were just randomly talking. Fran Mel brought his name up. And I was like, and I was like, well, what do you like about him so much? And he was like, go watch him. He's like his arm, <laughs> how he walks, how he swings. That's the guy I'm going to say. All right. It. Well, I think 
I think fans are going to have to watch spring training a little bit, and they're going to have to wait a little bit because I think he got optioned today. Yeah, but he still might play in some games. Hey, we're actually going to be on TV next week with our own reporters. Let's go. Nice. Let's go. I know hey, what I'm start, doing yeah, this week. Yeah. So St. Patrick's Day, same week I do a podcast with a bunch of people drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Let's so go. this lineup. Let's go. This lineup: catcher, third base, second base, and actually right field. That that's a crazy thing. After these years of these outfield spots just being, no offense to the guys that played there, I was the biggest. I, I'm I'm a Texas A&M Aggie. I love Tyler Naquin, but it was a bit of a disaster in that outfield. You never knew who was going to take what spot and whatever. Now it looks like you've got a left fielder and a right fielder. Like that, yeah. those positions are locked down. Josh Naylor to me is that guy. If he can turn into a, an anywhere near a version of, and I hate to say this cause I don't mean it in like the multiple all-star. I'm just saying as a guy, a Michael Brantley, a guy that's just smacking doubles and hitting for average. That's what he looks like to me. So hopefully he does that. So you've got these positions squared away. Uh, DH obviously locked up, locked up. It looks like Andres Jimenez, Locked up, uh, but you've got questions. So first base, the question is, you've got Bobby Bradley, who is tearing it up in, in spring training, but you also have Jake Bowers, who is out of options. Yeah. So it's it's now or never for Jake Bowers. It is. And Jake Bowers, to me, I like he's a good dude. Um, he put a lot of pressure on himself, obviously, last year to make it. And it just has he's got to find a way to overcome that. Um, in my eyes, I know like in scout size. Um, Bowers has that George Brett look, you know, the all American kid look, you know, yep. like he's got size looks, you know, he, he looks the part. He looks good. He's dreamy. Very yeah. Dreamy. Dreamy's a good yeah. word. Um, he's got to make man, that dreamy. Just a man, just a man rocket. Yeah. But that don't do shit when I got two guys on and I need you to <laughs> run the ball. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he, but he could win, he could possibly win a gold glove too. <laughs> you know what I right, mean? Like, right, right. Um, I, I, that's going to be interesting how they do that. And I want to say thing about the Naylor thing. I think not only could Naylor, I think Naylor has a chance to become a heartbeat of the team. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, not, yes, that doesn't yes. mean the best player. Right. You know, you know what I'm like. I think you saw it in the playoff games, and I'm just not riding on the playoff games. He plays with an emotion yes. that. I like, and I think that becomes a part of the, like, the, like, here's the thing, Jose Ramirez, we can do a whole podcast, however long we've been talking, I can do a whole podcast. <laughs> I'm sure. Like, like, that's my guy. And we yeah. barely, like, I can't wait. Like, when COVID is over, over, that's the first dude I will have a long handshake, long hug with, and we'll probably punch each other in the head or smack each other in the head when we walk away. And I can't wait for it. And he hits me hard as shit, and his hands feel like steel. <laughs> Um, he's got the most calloused hands of all time. I don't, oh. think, he's, I don't think he's ever had lotion on him. Um, he brings up element. Like when you play with them, I've talked to guys. Like I remember when Adam Simber came here before a game and Adam Simber, long hair, ni- nicest guy ever. He comes over <laughs> to put his hand out to shake to Jose to be like, all right, have a good game, buddy. And Jose comes over and whack. <laughs> just like, <laughs> and I remember looking at, and I remember like going to our camera guy. I was literally like, Go back and find a find a film. Look at Simber's face. And I remember we like went back and had it. And Simber was literally just like, ah. <laughs> and it was like, and it was like that. Welcome to the Indians, bitch. <laughs> yes. So I think Ramirez Naylor. I think Naylor will be a good. 
he'll be a good energy to take off of Jose too, because Jose, so like only so many people want to go. Do you guys remember the games we had last year against the uh, twins? And remember uh, the, the relief pitch Romo and, oh, yeah. and, yes. and, and Ramirez stood at the top of the dugout and like just stared him down and just, yes. Mm-hmm. And because there was nobody in the, in the stadium and you can hear me chuckling the whole time on the air, I'm cackling like an 80 year old woman. Cause I know what Jose's doing. I know Jose is just lighting their ass up and half of it. You can't even understand, but you know, it's Jose's voice and you know, he's over, over another side, just peering at you. And he doesn't to the Roy. He does it to certain teams. And like most people don't get it because you don't see it or hear it enough. For, for but sure. it's the best thing in my job hearing Jose just needle people to the, <laughs> to the point where you're. I remember the Brewers had a guy that was like a rookie last year, and he really didn't know if Jose wanted to fight, fight, or if he was just playing. And like literally, like got over to third base with three outs, and and Jose like saw him and smiled, like put his hand out. <laughs> it was kind of like, and I could see the kids in the face. He was like. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> good. All right. That was Luis. Instant relief. Yeah. Yes, yes. He's like, I don't want to fight that dude. Um, so I hope I, I hope those two guys kind of become the the engine that kind of stirs everything. So then the biggest question obviously becomes what the hell is gonna happen in center field? I used to be able to play. <laughs> hey, let me see something. Let me see if I can text Kenny Lofton. Yeah, well, bring it. <laughs> bring it. K-Love would love to. Round um, three. Hey, you're, you, hey, you're in Arizona. He might just drive down. I yeah, correct. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying that. Look, Bradley Zimmer is talented as hell. Um, but I do think he needs more at-bats. He just hasn't hit that much recently. Mm-hmm. Oscar, there is something about Oscar. If you put him in – like Rick Manning had this. And Rick Manning is – even though Joe Tate was right about what he said about his English, um, there are some innate things about baseball that – like I've had the pleasure of working with Rick Manning and Doug Deacon – and neither one of those guys, you would if you on first hearing them, you wouldn't put down in the, in the Hall of Fame, but they are Hall of Famers. And how they see things in their own game and in their own sport that no one has been able to touch on for me or help me. Sure. And the one thing that Rick is big on with with Oscar, and I think he's right. When Oscar was, and I think the Indians want this to be completely one hundred percent honest with you. When Oscar came up, and they put him in the lineup between Lindor between Ramirez and he got to see a lot of fastballs kid played his ass off. Yeah. They started moving him around last year because they brought in Hernandez, which made sense. And he got pitched differently because teams saw what he could do with a fastball. And he did, and he admitted early in spring training His mentally, he, it, it, it killed him. Um, I think again, if, if Tito can put him in a two hole between Hernandez and Ramirez, um, they're hoping you get the same results. If he can get a lot of fastballs, a lot of fastball counts, grow in his confidence, and go back to being that guy, he can go get it. Zimmer could be a gold glover. glover he can go get it. Now, the wild card in all of this is Ahmad um, Rosario, yes. who can fly. Look, I, it's amazing to me. I've asked five different players about Rosario, and number one, they all like they're like they're like his tools. He's as toolsy as it gets, but they're all like he is fast as hell. They're like, yeah. wait till you see him run the bases. I don't know if he can play center field, but I know what I'll be watching starting next over the next few days. And once I get an email that says I can lead his damn room. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, ch- I'm literally going to my email to check right now. Ah, they still ain't. Nope, I'm still stuck. Um, You're not clear. Uh, that's not clear. what I was saying. Ah, about center field. If all those don't work, I'm bringing K-Love back. Man, if I could send you a beer through a Zoom call, man, I would do yeah. it for you. Just stuck in that room. (laughs) (laughs) 
right. So uh, obviously offensively, we're going to see there's again, I like the lineup on paper, uh, but it depends on how does the shortstop, you know, how does Jimenez take over? What happens in center field? Does a guy like Josh Naylor come into his own, right. you know, in the outfield and all that the pitching it's been fun already to watch. It's already fun to watch. You, you know, obviously, you know, Bieber is going to be that guy. Right. Uh, but you've got Plesak, who's been amazing, and he'll come back being amazing. They, they've talked a lot about how they've changed the mechanics for Savali, uh, and, and his mechanics now look a lot more like Bieber's and Plesak's. Yeah. That angle uh, mm-hmm. of his arm coming through, yes. and all of a sudden, Savali's like lighting it up down there. Uh, you got Tristan McKenzie. Who do you think takes that 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 last spot? We got Cal Quantrill. You got Plutko down there. Who's who's that number five guy? I think Quantrill is going to be. I like all the stuff you said about the other guys. I want to say something about Plesac, but I don't want to be that guy. Uh oh, this might be the year. Is that a Kobe? Is that nah, a Kobe? this ain't no Kobe. Oh okay. Oh, okay. I call him the, the nickname between Zach and I. I love Zach. Um, I call him the pinky ring king. That's because he wears a pinky ring. And I'm yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We're using that every time we recap king. the game. As, please do. And he'll have that ring on. He, here's uh, – I've given too many stories, but I'll give another one real quick. I think Quant- Quantrill is a guy that – to answer your question, Quantrill. Um, I think he has – as and, and um, Logan, Logan Allen. Yes. I don't know if Logan yeah, Allen's going to make the team, but I think the light bulb has clicked for him. Yes. And it's amazing. Like these dudes, like the Indians, what they're doing with pitching is – you guys know it. You're watching. It's crazy. But it's, yeah, yeah. But it's amazing that now you're getting these talented pitchers that come over to their to the organization, and they're like, please tell me everything you got. Yes. I love that. And Bo, Logan Allen has literally been like he's been here all he's been here all year, and I've stayed in touch with him. We we chat here and there. He's got confidences out of this world. He's lost weight. Um, his fat he can't. He's lefty and can throw 95, 96. He's got a slider now that he's working to that back toe um, that comes out and tunnels out of the same way as the fastball. Just remember Logan, but Cal yeah. Quattro is my guy. I think Cal same thing. He's got a lot of talent. And they're they're focusing in with that fastball slider kind of together. Um, I think that will play off of each other really, really, really well. Um, Tristan, I'm, I love Tristan, and I hope I want nothing but success for Tristan. And I think it's coming. I just love his attitude. I think he's what baseball needs. Um, and and I and I mean that just like in the person that he is. Same yeah. with Shane Bieber, the person that he is. He is an unbelievable person. That's um, awesome. I can't remember the story I was going to tell you about Zach, but oh. All right, and this is what I'll tell you about police Zach. I'll, I think Zach is the best athlete. Oh, yeah. On the Probably on the Indians and probably in baseball. He's phenomenal. But to tell you how old Zach makes me feel, oh, no. after his second or third start, we're sitting in a dugout in Minnesota. And this is where I get to know guys, where I'm just being like number one rule to any – if anybody's watching this podcast and, they, they're, and they're a kid or they're a kid and they wanted my job or they wanted to be me, the be- and I've learned this from other reporters. The best thing I learn is when I'm just sitting in a dugout or, you know, sitting in a clubhouse, no microphones, and I'm just talking to these guys about who they are, where they're from, or what makes them successful. So I'm doing that with Zach Plesak. And I knew a little bit about him. And finally, everybody asked me about his uncle because that's his name. But I'm like, I got to ask him about Ball State. Because <laughs> a guy I went to high school with and a guy I went to college with and a guy I went to the Little League World Series with when we were 
14, 15, um, named Alex Marconi, was the head coach at Ball State. Yes, awesome. So, so, and I didn't, and he wasn't, he wasn't anymore at the time. So we're just talking and it just hits me. I'm like, oh shit. I was like, Marconi was at Ball State. You went to Ball State. And he goes, you know Marconi? And I go, yeah. I, you know, and I tell him, I was like, he played shortstop on our state championship or state now. Our state runner-up baseball team. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Alex, this is no hate if this gets back to you. He made three errors in the state championship. No, no, no big deal. No big deal. We all sucked today. We lost. Um, and, but I had to tell that story to Zach. And, you know, but he was my guy. We played baseball. I mean, we had we, – we, we grew up together. We've known each other since we were 12, 13 years old. Had a lot of success playing baseball. I have the life I have. He's been a successful baseball coach in the MAC. I'm proud for him and his family. Um, so I go to, you know, I go to PLESAC. I'm like, yeah, do you know him? He's like, how do you know him? And I kind of tell the story. And he goes, well, yeah, he recruited. And then only the way Zach can. Because, yeah, he recruited me and he seemed real cool. But his ass was fired by the time I got there and everybody hated his ass. Oh. And I was like, and I was like all right. And I just go, I go, okay, next subject. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that guy either. <laughs> oh, my room. God. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> basically, basically, he Kobe'd me. <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. right, right. Uh, a guy we've talked about Man. a lot, and I want to hear your thoughts on. We're getting into the bullpen now. We don't know what the back end's exactly going to look like because you've got Karen Check with the nastiest stuff, but he's got his control issues and showed that he can get hit around a little bit at times when his mind's not 100% like uh, there. You got Whitgren, who's sturdy as all get out. We've talked a lot about Emmanuel Clase on this podcast, though, because the dude throws a 102-mile-an-hour cutter, right. and it's the craziest pitch I've ever seen. Uh, how are you feeling about that bullpen? Is, is you know, we, we've churned through these all-stars in our bullpen in Cleveland, and now you've got a, a lot of young guys. How are you feeling about that? My father-in-law and I had this great talk about this about a week and a half ago. After he read that story in the athletic, after I gave him my athletic password, and he somehow <laughs> mumbled out and somehow mumbled out loud, and we were in a cabin down in like Hocking Hills. He's like, "Dick, pick, pick," and I'm like, ah, "No, ah, no, no!" Never thought I'd hear my never thought I'd hear my father-in-law say that. I was like, yeah. oh, I can't believe he just said that. I, it was in the story, bro. It was in the story. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the men in black stick that, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, about that. It came out of his, I just came out of his mouth. I was like, why did I give you my password? <laughs> we talked about that. We were like, we can't say this, so get it out now. My and bad, my bad. Kobe. No, I love it. Kobe, 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 Kobe. No, Kobe. I love it. Oh, my God. That's oh, staying. my God. That's Frankie, 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 Frankie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but – all right. If it is cut or not cut. So I was talking to my father-in-law about the bullpen and I said, it has a chance. It has a chance. Um, if Tito and Carl Willis can use it the right way, it has a chance to be scary. But I think the two names get guys that we that we need to know about, Karen Check and Class A. I think if you're playing a video game and we had it our way and Twitter ran the team. Karen Check would be closing on day one, and Clause yes. would be the eighth inning yeah. guy on day one. Yes. And they would just flip flop, right? That's the fun. That's how we want it. But knowing Tito and knowing that neither one of those guys, they're the most talented. They, they may be the most talented. They're right up there with the most. They may be the two talented, most God given pitchers, relief pitchers in American League Central right now. And that's yes. saying a lot. The White Sox yes. got a couple kids that, that arms are unbelievable. I'm not taking anything away from anybody. I'm just saying on pure God-given ability stuff, Clause and Karen check have it, but knowing how the Indians do things, I think they'll feel a lot more safe letting Whitgren close early on 
And even if it may be, it may be all through May. And until they find the way to get those two kids consistent to know what they have coming, I take it this way. And I know this is hard for us to do in Northeast Ohio. I wouldn't judge the bullpen in June. I have a feeling by August, we may have a bullpen that has people going, holy shit. Because yes. we already talked about, like, let's say if Logan Allen can't start and you just say, all right, we're going to make you a lefty. Let's say Anthony Ghost, the light bulb, and I mean, the light bulb's on, I think, but he's throwing 100 from the left hand side. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if they're ready, ready to make him a bullpen part yet. I'm just, if you want to, you want to be on the positive side, Mike, For look, sure. things happen. People get hurt. Everybody doesn't come through. I know that. And, and so when people hear me saying this, I don't want to see the people tweet, no, this dick just does all. No, things happen is everything's not going to come through. Right. But if they can get most of these guys lined up right, and I think we got to give them the we got to give them the benefit of the doubt because they have done that over the past six, seven years. If they can put together what they usually put together, and we can get over ourselves and watch Brian Shaw in April and May. Come and we, on. And we can watch and, and Brian Shaw is throwing 96, 97. Yeah, who pitched 200 innings in April? It's fine. (laughs) And I love Brian. Brian Shaw's one of my favorite Indians of all time, by the way. And I know that won't go over well, but he's just, he's a, because he's a dude's dude. I know the average fan doesn't get it. They would love him if they knew him. Um, But if they use the Shaw's early, and I think they will, the Heath Embry's early, which I think they will, um, and and they slowly but surely move towards the youth, I think they have a chance come. July, August, September. If they're going to be good and win 90-plus games, by the end, Karen Check or Klaus is going to be closing with the other one being that with Wickren, a guy that can do all those roles in the middle. Because, look, with the young pitching you have, if they can make the six-inning games, let's go. That was, yeah. that was 2016. Oh, yeah. That was 2016. Right. Exactly. Starters go six, bullpen shuts it down. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, real quick, uh, just some quick hitters towards the end of our interview here, because you've been amazing. You've given us a ton of time, and we've had so much fun with you. Thank you, Just quick hitters. Okay. We've talked a lot a lot about players. Is there a guy we haven't talked about that you're like, you guys have not talked about this guy, and this is the guy that's going to come up and do something, or this is the guy that you haven't said something about that's going to make something happen this year? I've said Jose's name a lot, right? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. I, I just uh, – no, well, Don't go that. out on a limb, Andre. Oh. Are you talking about Jose Ramirez? Never heard of him. Dude, I'm only doing it because it's not just us. It's the country. It's Major League Baseball. I don't think we give that guy enough. I mean, I get it. He's built like me. Like, trust me. (laughs) I like, like, we're like, we're we're like, he's like built like a, he's, (laughs) there's a couple words on it. Um, (laughs) Fire extinguisher. I mean, dude, he's not, he is the American, like, uh, there's so many things I want to say about him. Cause he's legit, man. He's it. He is this. He is the American dream. Yeah, he's yeah. the reason why any kid across America, no matter how tall, how strong, how chubby, how whatever, and, and like he is the inspiration why you keep throwing the baseball and you have fun with the game and you believe in yourself. Like I'm being dead serious. Like yeah. when Igor walked in the door and, and and Jose walked in the door, no, you knew instantly who was a ball player. But most people didn't realize the other one was just as good, if not better. Yeah, that dude has yeah. pushed himself and getting the most out of his ability. Uh, like, like he's the longest tenured player we have. So, not to be crass, um, but I just feel like w- none of us speak on him enough. See, we don't because what he has done. I mean, three of the last four years, he's been one of the top three players in the American League. It's amazing. He came up yeah. as a right. utility player, right? No, no, and that's how, I, and that's how you piss him off, Mike. 
Right. Well, I'm not trying to piss him off. I want you. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, I'm calling it right now. I'm calling. Don't him. tell him. I, my, when my he first, will hit you with those callous hands. No, I don't, I'm not trying to get those, those hands. hands. No, you don't want the hands. <laughs> no. God, I'm, I'm old. I'm fragile. But I don't I'm need telling that. you. I'm telling you. The first thing I'm asking him when I do a sit down with him in a couple days, how did a utility guy keep coming in second and third in MVP race? And I want to see his face. Like you do that and you remind him, um, I, like to me, like I, I love the game and I love what I'm doing because I love the stories like that to give kids, yeah. little kids around around the country, the chance to dream and believe. And when we take away the, the, the chance to dream and but look, everybody wants to be LeBron James, but God only given six foot eight, 260 pounds and 3% body fat. That's only going out 1% of the time. Yeah, oh, yeah. 0.1% of the time. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, right. You know like, I didn't get that. Nah, nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody. No. But you have a chance to be built like, and then look, there's some guy giving stuff that, that Jose is working with. But you sure. get my So yeah. I say that because cool. I just don't ever want us to, because there's going to be one year when he walks away and we're going to be telling our kids and our kids' kids about yes. Jose Ramirez. Mm-hmm. That's a great answer. Okay. Uh, let's say you are able to get back on the road a little bit this year, which I'm, I bet you're just dying to do. It's uh, the plan. It's the plan. As, that I as much as you're dying to do it. So where are you dying to go? What place did you miss last year? And then what place did you miss the least last year? But you're not allowed Kansas to City. say some, you're not Kansas allowed to City. say some bullshit like Tampa, Kansas city. You don't like Tampa, <laughs> Kansas city, Kansas city. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, okay. You asked. No, it's okay. That's fair. No, no. I, well, I, I just everybody's like, oh, I hate Tampa. Like, I'm just thinking of the ballparks or whatever. I love Tampa. Okay. Love Tampa. But okay. See, there's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference in ballparks, people, and the place. Fair. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Tampa's ball. Right, like, yeah. look, I'm gonna give you something crazy. I miss going to Oakland, and you know why? And somebody and there's somebody already going, oh, this is shitty. This is the shittiest place. It is. And it reminds me of Cleveland Municipal Stadium. Yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it makes and I know it's the last of a dying breed. Yeah. As beautiful as all our ballparks are and as beautiful as all these places are, there is something about smelling piss when you walk into the Oakland. <laughs> That's right. Jenny <laughs> Cream Ale <laughs> and Pitt. Yeah. That it's was not, Cleveland not, Municipal yeah, Stadium. Yeah, it takes yeah. me back. Yeah. No, I, I, I was saying that being funny. Yeah, but you like it's like it's it's a bad place, but it's got it's got something. It's got some character. It's got character mm-hmm. there, man. It's great. Yes. It's a good word. It's got grit. Yeah. Do, uh, so I mean, do they have the water troughs then in the bathrooms? Or like, is that <laughs> Chad? I'm scared to go into the bathrooms. <laughs> I'm being honest with you. Like Chad, like Chad, it's it's scary. Like there, there's rats. It, it's it's old school. Oh, but and their fans are awesome. Yeah. Like even their ten thousand fans are better than thirty in Kansas City. I said it. Um, Kansas oh, City, uh. Kansas City, Kansas City is not, it's the people. No offense to, because there's some good people there. Um, but they're the one city that constantly, um, they bag on players and call them racist shit. And then when they run off the field, they have their mm-hmm. kids run up and ask for balls. I'm not saying uh. it doesn't happen in other places. Um, their fans just have rubbed me the wrong way over the last six years. So if they want to come at me and yell and scream at me more, that's fine. Whenever I get to go back. Um, I stand by what I said. Hey, man, Kansas City is the only place where I got my watch and shit stole out of my hotel room. Oh, no. Oh, so, God. yeah, yeah. And they sucks. had them on camera. Same, and, no, it happened. It did suck. They took care of me. Um, 
Just so I would say that Minnesota is one of my favorite ballparks in the country. Yeah. If you ever get a chance as a fan, yeah. check out yeah. Minnesota's Minnesota yeah. in the summer is a sleeper. <laughs> yeah, you city. have to go in the summer and like <laughs> July. July. Yeah, July. You have to, but it's a cool city. And if you're a Northeast yeah. Ohioan, you'll love it. Good beer, good food. You can walk everywhere. Like Minnesota is a, I'm telling you, it's a sleeper. Good city. Great ballpark. Seattle's ballpark. Beautiful weather. Yeah. Okay, um, so so tell us like a newer ballpark, or maybe it doesn't even have to be newer, but one that people don't really talk about because everybody, like I said, everybody talks about crappy ballparks, and they always bring yeah. up the same one. Is there like a newer ish one that you just hate? Um, um Washington. Oh, really? Has no, does hmm. nothing, did nothing for me. Um, there's a couple. I would like, like, but Washington. I don't know why that's the first one that's jumped out to me. We made two trips there. Just did, has it just, you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't yeah. do anything to you. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, eh, it's new. Yeah. There's another yeah. one. There's another one I'm thinking of that I'll be mad when we get off. Um, oh, for me, it's for me all the way. It's Houston. Houston. You the know juice what? box. I, I, the oh. juice box. I have my own feelings. Sorry, Chad. When the juice box was first opened up and Enron was a great business. Oh, that was my favorite. That was one of my favorite ones to play on the, on the video games. It was and like two years ago. And like two years ago, I went up on the train tracks and yeah. uh, and had a good time with the weird guy that wears the. It comes yeah. every game. I think he lives in his mouth. That's right. That's right. That's right. And he scared me a little bit. All right. So the last, the last, knows what I mean. yeah, I get <laughs> the last rapid fire. All right. You were home in Cleveland. And you were joining us for a beer tonight because you said you're kind of a beer connoisseur. You like your beers. What beer are you drinking? Oh, man. Um, the problem with me, I'd say red stripe to start off if it's decently warm and I can have that bottle sweating. It's not my favorite beer, but it's one of my, you know, it's one of my favorites mm-hmm. to go to. Modelo is a favorite beer. I this The pandemic has gotten me into a ton of stronger beers that I never would have drank before my neighbor um, I have a neighbor who if he, he happens to hear this, uh, who's become one of my best friends because of the pandemic. You know, the pandemic did two or three things. Uh, you found out during half of this that you couldn't stand half the people that you thought you were friends with. Um, <laughs> and you'll never be friends with them again, right. whether it's because of the pandemic, <laughs> yeah. whether it's because of their thoughts on masks or whether they're what they thought about. It, it was a hell of a year, right? For real. I actually, I actually gained a, a better friend. My neighbor, Pat, put me on to a lot of premier beers. Um, just stronger beers that I never thought I would have. And I don't want to give out one name. I'm trying to think of the one that he had me drink. Like I've drank some strong beers over the last year that I never <laughs> drank before. I've had a couple where my wife has had to look at me and she's like, I think you need to go to bed. <laughs> and yet, and yet, ladies okay, and gentlemen, fine. ladies and gentlemen, Andre Knott is still looking TV ready after a bunch of strong beers in the pandemic. Yes. He's looking TV ready. And, dude, you're ready to go. When, when are we seeing you on TV the first time? You will see me on TV during the Indians game, St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. The Indians will take on the Reds. We will be on. I'll give you our whole dates. I'll give you all the dates. This is what they want me let's to do. do it. It. So you just, all right, let's go. 162 see, dates. Mike, let's Mike, go. You just, Every Mike, single no, one. Let's Mike go. just made up for the intro. This is how you do it. You're a pro, brother. Come on. Um, Cause this is what they really want me to do. They're like, if you appear somewhere, could you please let them know when the games are? I'm like every day. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, right. yeah, right. happening today. Right. Yeah, yeah. When they play, <laughs> but for spring training next week, St. Patty's day, we will be on versus the reds. Uh, no, 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 no. That's not the reds. Why is this? This should be the right way. Oh yeah. We are going against the reds at six Oh five. 
Mike oh, Freeman Mike. and the Reds. Mike Freeman and the Reds. And yeah. Tyler Hickwin. My man, oh, Nate Tyler Hickwin. Yeah. Um, that'll be a six o'clock start back at home. Or actually, yeah, six o'clock, I think, for you guys back at home. Yeah. No, it's a night yeah. game for us. It'll be nine o'clock for you guys. Yeah, I was going to say later. Us. Yeah. Okay. Us. Uh, then we'll be on, I believe, the next day. Yeah, the Cubs will be on the next day at four o'clock. Uh, so the 17th, 18th, then we come back and we're on the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Uh, so you'll get us in all those. Also, I'm doing some stuff for Fox 8 that you'll see on the news probably through Monday through Friday. Cool. Most of the news will see me on some of those things. You'll see me on some cool-ass podcasts. Uh, yeah. One for sure. One for sure, Andre. Hopefully as well. Um, I'm working, I'm, And thank you guys for doing this. Um, I agreed to do this podcast because I knew I was going to be stuck in my room all day and I didn't have anything else to do, better to do. But I appreciate uh, yeah, yeah. it. But that's I, the main reason. I know. Well, thanks. Yeah, reason. I want a compliment. Chad, when you asked, I was like, "Yeah, I'm yeah. not doing shit." We usually like to make yeah. sure our guests are locked up before we interview them. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next time I'll be in prison when they have me. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I appreciate what this what what podcasting is doing. Um, I appreciate the conversations. I'm I'm a big I'm a big nerd of radio and and all that other stuff. And I love where this is going. I'm actually working on some stuff. Um, I have obviously have the A to Z podcast. The A to Z podcast. Yeah. We got to bring that up. That's never going to die. My friend Zach Jackson (laughs) and I, that's just our baby from way back when. Yeah. Uh, But but I am working working on some stuff with uh, blue wire uh, podcasting. Um, I can't let the cat completely out of the bag, but I think, I think we're gonna have some cool stuff coming. If everything works out the way we've been working out on it. And I think, Fans of Northeast Ohio, um, I got something up my sleeve for all of us that could be fun. So you guys keep doing what you're doing well. Um, you guys are pushing it. I used to kind of, I, I'll be honest, I used to only listen to podcasts of famous people. Um, yeah. kind of what, cool what are you saying? No, yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> but this know, is I'm, Chad Meyer. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but I'm admitting, like, I'm admitting, it's because, like, I don't listen to everybody's podcast, but it's yeah. fun to talk. It's fun to talk. Like, this is what it's about. It'll be it's the same thing as going to a bar and having a couple of beers and just shooting the crap with some people about sports. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's why I appreciate it. That's the vibe we go for here, Andre. I mean, kind of like you said, it's like, you know, you, you know, you don't want to pretend like all these athletes are made of glass and you just want to get mm-hmm. to know them. And that's, that's what we go for, you know, on this podcast. We want to sit around bullshit, kind of give that happy hour vibe, have some laughs and, 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 and you know, well, we've been lucky, know, man. We've, we've done this. Day. This is episode 56. We're at this for a year now. We've had probably 50 special guests. Uh, and you're another one to add to a, a really great list that we're very, very lucky to have. So Andre Knott, you've heard where to hear him in, spe- uh, in spring training. You know where to find him. Sports Time Ohio, Fox 8, the Fox Sports app that you got to get if you're like me and you cut your cable. I'll uh, put my feet up. I'll put my feet up so you know I'm, I'm comfortable. Put his feet up. That's go. how you know that he's. That's how you know he's working hard. Is when he's got his feet up in the lower bowl of the stadium. Uh, Andre, not go follow him on Twitter at Dre. Not Andre. Thank you so much, man, for joining us. It was a blast. Thank you for having me. I will do this again because I want to have a beer with you guys. Uh, but Joey, when the pandemic's over, I want to go. I want to hang out with you first. The yes, quiet, let's do it. Dude, the quiet dude's always a scary dude. So yes, that's right. <laughs> right. You wouldn't believe the stories, Andre. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> And once again, a humongous thank you to uh, just an incredible special guest for this podcast, Andre Knott, sitting out in a hotel in Arizona, waiting to get cleared so he can go cover these spring training games. Find him online at Dre Knott, and you know where to find him on TV, Fox 8, on STO, on the Fox Sports app. 
It was awesome to have Andre Knott. What a what a, a compilation of stories he has. And uh, that's a guy we look forward to talking to more and more and more as the time goes on. But we are just a couple weeks away from Indian season. So having Andre Knott was a good reminder that it's almost baseball time here, ladies and gentlemen. It's almost time for the weather to turn. It's going to be nice. We're going to be outside, and you're actually going to be able to get to some Indians games this year. So that's going to do it for us for this special episode, episode 56 of the Garage Beers podcast. Again, we want to send out our thanks again, first of all, to Andre Knott at Dre Knott on Twitter. Thank you to him for joining us. We want to send our thank you out to our podcast network, the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Go check out the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network and some of the other great shows on there. We might be your favorite. But there's some other amazing ones on there that you want to go check out. And as always, thank you to you, the listener. If you like the podcast, do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the share button and let people know about the Garage Beers podcast. We would be uh, most grateful for that. So for Chad over there on the east side of Cleveland, for Joey down there in Nashville, Tennessee, I am Michael Keefe saying uh, it was a blast. Episode 56. We'll see you again later this week. Cheers, everybody. El Todos Hablamos McDonald's Deal. Porque cuando están decidiendo qué ordenar y la tía Carmen te dice... McNuggets, mijo. Y una de las hamburguesas con esa salsita. ¿Sabes? Ya tú sabes que eso significa una Big Mac. Y lo sabes porque tú también amas esa salsita. Hay un meal para cada cena familiar en McDonald's. Ordena por anticipado por el app de McDonald's y llévate dos de tus favoritos, como McNuggets de 10 piezas y una Big Mac por solo 6 dólares. Precios y participación pueden variar. Producto individual a precio regular. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.